it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. If you haven't been following these memes about how it's like every day there's some some new piece of evidence showing how the Biden family has been enriching itself by selling the brand, the next day they hit Trump with something. Something bizarre happened this morning. The past two, well, yesterday and the day before, I was doing a, uh, I was doing sort of a stream of consciousness, if you will, laying out that this Chesbro memo that Jack Smith is using to make the case that Trump's plan was to obstruct the count on, on January 6th through hold on to power actually emanates from an idea that was cooked up by Lawrence Tribe. And I apologize to you yesterday for not being more clear on who Lawrence Tribe is, right? When we talk about Mark Elias or Cass Sunstein or all these people, you know, I understand you're busy and that you may not know the full details of who I'm talking about, not because you're not educated and you don't read up, but, you know, you have a life, you know, you have a life. You have other things to do than know all this stuff. Well, we got into a discussion about meta law yesterday and this concept that there's something transcendent over the law and not not God, right? Not 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 God, but people among us who for whatever reason, mostly because they attended certain universities or they wrote a book or whatever, believe that th- their theories on the law not only rise above it, but constitute a new layer of law. And we've seen, we see this in the administrative state. We see this with activist judges. But I, I was given something this morning by the New York Times that actually ties this up so nice and neat that, you know, I realize for some of you, I, I've been told by some people who listen to this program, I've gotten emails and text messages and DMs or whatever, that they feel like I'm doing a very complicated ice skating move. You know, high risk, but also high reward, and they fear I'm going to fall. Actually, I was told once by a program director. He said, "What listening to you and watching you is like watching, you know, figure skating. And he's like, he's like, I sometimes feel like you're just about to fall. Or mess up the move. But then you pull it off. And I realize it's kind of like the plane seems like it's going down. Clear the mountain. So here it is. I'm going to tie it all up. Again, what is meta law? According to Harvard University Law School's website, it is something that transcends the law. Now, I don't know what that means. Andrew Napolitano said it on the program the other day that if a police officer pulls over a woman for speeding and she's, you know, in labor, he's not going to stop and write her. He, well, a no judge would, 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 you know, would hold her to account for the fine or the points on the license. And I was like, pretty much like, pretty much the cop would turn his lights on and go follow me or they would call for an EMT. But I, I get the point that, yes, you were speeding, um, I have to issue you uh, a summons or a ticket or whatever it is because you you were speeding. Something transcends that in the fact that this is a woman in labor. 
But the sliding scale here has gone all the way now to this. You ready for this? I can't believe I was handed this as I was just talking about this the past two days. The conservative case emerges to disqualify Trump for a role on January 6th. What? Two prominent conservative law professors have concluded that Donald Trump is ineligible to be president under a provision of the Constitution that bars people who've engaged in insurrection from holding government office. The professors are active members of the Federalist Society, the conservative legal group, and proponents of originalism, the method of interpretation that seeks to determine the Constitution's original meaning. The professors, Michael, uh, Michael Baud of the University of Chicago and Michael Stroke, Stokes, uh, Paulson of the University of St. Thomas studied the question for more than a year and detailed their finding in a long article to be published next year in the University of Pennsylvania Law Review. When we started out, neither of us was sure what the answer was, Professor Baud said. People were talking about this provision of the Constitution we thought were constitutional scholars. It's an important constitutional question. We ought to figure out what's really going on here. And the more we dug into it, the more we realized we had something to add. He summarized the article's conclusion. Trump cannot be president, cannot run for president, cannot become, uh, cannot hold office uh, unless two-thirds of the Congress decides to grant him amnesty for his conduct on January the 6th. Excuse me, has anyone been charged with a crime under 18 U.S.C. 2383? No, they haven't. We're talking about Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Still, you'd have to be charged with a crime. These, what, what, what proceeding, what proceeding would bar Trump from seeking and holding office? Other than people saying, well, we just decided you're guilty. Jack Smith hasn't even charged Donald Trump with insurrection or rebellion. So, whom, who is making this charge? Well, these law professors. Well, they're conservatives, Andrew. I don't care if they're fascist anarchists, to quote Ferris Bueller. I don't care who they are. I don't care if it's Lawrence Tribe. I don't care if it's the Federal Society. The idea that, these, that this is the concept of metal law. They've decided, without charge, without charge, that a court case, any public hearing of evidence against the accused, they just decided he's guilty for the events of January the 6th. And that's it. Now we can't run for president because they said so. And all it's going to matter, what's going to matter now is if enough secretaries of state decide to fight this, well, we're just not going to allow them on the ballot. Well, that's going to have to be a whole bunch of, now the Supreme Court, I think, would obviously rule in Trump's favor. What kind of insanity? What kind of insanity is this? That they could just proclaim somebody's guilty and say, because we said so, you can't run for office. That's exactly what they're doing. This literally was dropped in my lap after two days of discussing this very concept. That's Lawrence Tribe. That's Mark Elias. That's Cass Sunstein. These are people who have taken a transcendent view of the law and they've imposed it on the rest of us.
Now, they need cohorts. Mark Elias can't win a court case without a judge. What is it they say? He doesn't steal elections. He wins them scientifically. Whatever the hell that means. What it means is he convinces sympathetic judges that ballot signatures are not necessary and security envelopes are not necessary. And in the case of assisted living facilities, witnesses are not, witness signatures are not necessary if somebody assisted an elderly individual with voting or that chain of custody reports or ballot transportation are not necessary or that third-party organizations can operate drop boxes and accept as many ballots as they want uh, that that's uh, permissible or that deadlines schmedlines we're going to have rolling voting we're going to start six weeks ahead of election day and we'll go six weeks after until we get the results that we want We'll keep counting ballots until the Democrat wins. This was all done in courts across the country by lawyers for Perkins Coie. Not necessarily Elias himself, but he's the lead. He's the leader of this. This is what we've been experiencing, this concept of meta law. And again, I don't care. Literally don't care. What your political persuasion is on this, Donald Trump has not been found guilty of a crime under 18 U.S.C. 2383. Until such time, he is free to run for president and to win and assume the office. Uh, Do we have James Bob Jr. coming on the program today? No, we don't. Okay. He, uh, he's actually mentioned in this article as somebody laughing off this concept, and rightly so, former Trump attorney. This is insane. But this is where we are. See, have you noticed something? I get very angry left-wing calls. I get people who, (laughs) Andrew, do you know the difference between (laughs) contextual law and (laughs) an act of Congress? Yes, I do. I love when somebody, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to confess something to you. I've been at this for quite... Actually, today, I'm wearing an old-school Sirius Radio shirt from, like, 2007. When, it actually says in the back... What does it say? The, the best radio on radio. When was that When was that our, like, company slogan? 06, 07? Bill, you've never even seen this shirt before. Look at this. this is, look how old-school this is. Got Mongo the dog, right? That is, by the way, the name of the dog in the Sirius logo, Mongo. Um, this is This is, like... Oh, gee. We just crossed on August 9th, the 17th anniversary of this program. Been around the block. I know. I know when I've won and it's over, but I'm playing. Okay? Like Vince Vaughn talking about the bunny and swingers. And you got the bear claws and you're just playing with the little bunny. I'm playing with these people. Even if they don't know it, they don't know it. And I I let them, I let them walk right into it. Nine out of ten times. But if you notice that the past two days, not one single really smart left-wing Democrat has called this program to challenge any of the things I've been laying out about the administrative state, case law precedent, all these things. I mean, I'm, I'm a dummy. I'm an idiot. I'm no Mark Levin. What do I know about the law? 
And yet these people who tell me, you know, that nobody listens to this program and my I, this nobody listens to this garbage. I'm nobody. I'm I'm so far down the list. Yet they they call every day. And they email every day. And they post every day telling me that nobody's listening. Well, why would you waste your time with me then? Why why would you spend any time with someone who's got no clout? But if you notice something, not only have they never broken my argument, sometimes they don't even try. I mean, I laid out a whole bunch of stuff the past two days about meta law, administrative law, judicial created law. And it's all bunk. It's all bunk. And yet we're living with it. Now, maybe this is maybe this is the thing that triggers some real serious thought amongst conservative voters. The idea that a handful of law school professors can simply declare that Donald Trump is ineligible to run for office because of January 6th. Again, not a single human being. It's been charged under 18 U.S.C. 2383. Let's bring up Merrick Garland speaking right now. What's this big announcement? Special counsel, consistent with the Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. In keeping with those regulations, I have today notified the designated members of each House of Congress of the appointment. In February 2018, after being nominated by the former president and confirmed by the Senate, Mr. Weiss was sworn in as the United States Attorney for the District of Delaware. Mr. Weiss had been a career prosecutor, having served previously in the office for more than a decade. Beginning in 2019, Mr. Weiss, in his capacity as U.S. Attorney and along with federal law enforcement partners, began investigating allegations of certain criminal conduct by, among others, Robert Hunter Biden. That investigation has been recently referenced in federal criminal proceedings in the District of Delaware, and as noted in those proceedings and other public statements by Mr. Weiss's office, that investigation remains ongoing. In February 2021, U.S. Attorney Weiss was asked to remain as U.S. Attorney for the District of Delaware and, in that capacity, to continue to lead the investigation. As I said before, Mr. Weiss would be permitted to continue his investigation, take any investigative steps he wanted, and make the decision whether to prosecute in any district. Mr. Weiss has told Congress that he has been granted ultimate authority over this matter, including the responsibility for deciding where, when, and whether to file charges and for making decisions necessary to preserve the integrity of any prosecution consistent with federal law, the principles of federal prosecution, and departmental policies. In a July 2023 letter to Congress, Mr. Weiss said that he had not to that point requested special counsel designation. On Tuesday of this week, Mr. Weiss advised me that in his judgment, his investigation had reached a stage at which he could, should continue his work as a special counsel and he asked to be so appointed. Upon considering his request, as well as the extraordinary circumstances relating to this matter, I have concluded that it is in the public interest to appoint him as special counsel. This appointment confirms my commitment to provide Mr. Weiss all the resources he requests. 
It also reaffirms that Mr. Weiss has the authority he needs to conduct a thorough investigation and to continue to take the steps he deems appropriate independently, based only on the facts and the law. Mr. Weiss will also continue to serve as U.S. Attorney for the District of Delaware. As Special Counsel, he will continue to have the authority and responsibility that he has previously exercised to oversee the investigation and decide where, when, and whether to file charges. The Special Counsel will not be subject to the day-to-day -day supervision of any official of the Department, but he must comply with the regulations, procedures, and policies of the Department. Consistent with the Special Counsel regulations, at the conclusion of Mr. Weiss's work, he will provide me with a report explaining the prosecution or declination decisions reached by him. As with each Special Counsel who has served since I have taken office, I am committed to making as much of his report public as possible, consistent with legal requirements and department policy. Today's announcement affords the prosecutors, agents, and analysts working on this matter the ability to proceed with their work expeditiously and to make decisions indisputably guided only by the facts and the law. The men and women undertaking this investigation are public servants who have dedicated their careers to protecting the citizens of this country. The appointment of Mr. Weiss reinforces for the American people the Department's commitment to both independence and accountability in particularly sensitive matters. I am confident that Mr. Weiss will carry out his responsibility in an even-handed and urgent manner and in accordance with the highest traditions of this department. Thank you. If you Mr. Mr. I am not buying any of this. Okay. So now you're going you're to appoint him special counsel. After all this time, you said he didn't need authority above his office to charge in Delaware, I mean, uh, District of Columbia and in, in California. And Shapley and Ziegler said they were in the room and Weiss said he didn't have the authority and that the DOJ was hamstringing their investigation. I don't buy this. I don't believe it. It's a little bit late. But Andrew, he was appointed by Trump. He was appointed. No, he was the acceptable Republican to Carper and Coons, the senators. Weintick 695, Patriot 9572874. Not buying it. Not buying it. Not buying it. Something does not seem right. Weintick 695, Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.